Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you are bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe. Speaker of the House, Femi Bajabi. It's getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of us just me, Sandra, on my ribs. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous um, election had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000 of 630,000 people. 674,000 people. We now have more than 720,000 listeners. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and yes, these are your hard facts. I have a great show for all 720,000 of you. It's such a huge number. It's such a mouthful. <laughs> but yes, I have a great show for all of you. We're going to kick off with the big three. Let's talk about the Lagos State Government auctioning cars of traffic offenders. Was your car or the car of somebody you know one of the cars? Then let's talk about the UK House of Commons discussing sanctions on Nigerian officials over the Lekito Gate shooting. Sanctions on officials, not the country. Then let's talk about the Ministry of Information writing CNN over their lecky shooting report. Now remember, we're streaming on YouTube and Facebook, Nigeria Info uh, FM on YouTube, Nigeria Info 99.3 on Facebook. And we have a Twitter where you can engage with us, engage on the topics we're discussing on the show today, Nigeria Info FM. Uh, Big 3 ends early today, Tuesday, because FinTech Today will take over from 3.45. Tunji Andrews will be here bringing you FinTech today. He's going to be talking about... um uh, a bunch of a bunch of things happening in the uh, what's it called now the fintech industry. On Community You Report, let's uh, talk about uh, the state of the roads in Bagada. I understand that Chukudi will have that conversation with you. Another big hard fact: let's talk about the latest from the various judicial panels of inquiry into SARS. I'll be joined by Inibehe Effiong. Uh, he's a lawyer, and then you're going to get news updates on the hour every hour as always. But right now, let's bring you the big three. This is the big three. The big three. On hard facts. On 99.3 Nigeria Info. Should people who drive against traffic forfeit their cars? Should people who drive against traffic forfeit their cars? Possible UK sanctions. Do you think that's fair or do you think it's interference? 
And what next in the standoff between the Ministry of Information and CNN? Those are the big three. Let's talk. Yesterday, the Lagos State Government auctioned off cars that it seized from traffic violators. And that's our first story. The cars were seized under the Lagos State Transport Sector Reform Law of 2018. If you are found guilty of driving against traffic, a.k.a. driving one way, the court can penalize you by forfeiting uh, your vehicle. And that's what happened uh, to 22 cases. Those vehicles were auctioned yesterday. Now, this has stirred up some debate. Uh, Jibril Gawat, Governor Somolu's senior special assistant on new media, was going back and forth with some people on Twitter. They were telling him that the punishment was too harsh, especially given the current economy. But Gawat and those who agreed with uh, Gawat uh, were saying, look, why should anybody be driving one way to begin with? He also pointed out that the penalty has been on the books since 2018 when the law was passed. So people should have known better. Also, when you think about the number of people who get killed by drivers going against traffic, Gawat and the state government believe that a harsh penalty is in order. Now, like I said, some people disagree. They think the punishment is too strong. They also think it creates avenue for bribes because if LASMA or task force catches somebody driving one way and that person knows that he could lose his car, he's going to be ready to pay ten, tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of naira uh, for them to let him go. But if the fine were smaller, like say 10,000, there would be a limit to the bribery. I don't know. What do you think about that? That's the argument I've heard. And then there's also the issue of mobile courts, right? People tend not to have lawyers at mobile courts because they run very quickly. And usually when this issue of no lawyers come up, the defenders of mobile courts say, well, it's for, it's for petty crimes with low penalties. But now you have people's cars being taken away at mobile court with a lawyer not likely present. I wonder what you feel about that. How do you feel about that? And something else that I want to talk about is what if it is not the person's car? I really want a lawyer to call and tell me about that. Is there an equity issue here in a situation where the person being punished, the car owner, is not the offender? What happens there? 0700-993-993-993. What do you think about the law in Lagos that makes driving one way punishable by for feature of the vehicle 0700-993-993-993 now we have to do this as quickly as possible because at uh, 45 we've got to bring you fintech today uh, uh, with uh, tunji andrews so the conversation between you and i is going to be very very fast so i'm giving everybody one minute 30 seconds to make your point do you think that uh, the law in Lagos about driving one way, being punishable by forfeiture of the vehicle, is a good law? 99.3. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Yeah, one day, why? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Chris. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. What do you think about this story? Honestly, for me, I mean, uh, the penalty is too much. That's how I see it. Uh, even if that should have been the case, I think uh, in the first instance, we are there in office and session when they pass the law. I don't think many of the many of the negotiations, I mean, know this very law that, that this law actually exists in the first instance to begin with. 
Then uh, uh, what I think, just like you, I actually pointed out, what if the owner of the, uh, the car is not who they caught driving one way is not actually the owner of the car? What happens after? Honestly, auctioning it is not the best option for me. There should be another penalty, probably, if not even 10,000, something more than that. But, I mean, auctioning it, I don't think is the best thing to do. Thank you. Thank you for calling us. 99.3. Yeah, good afternoon, man. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Ruben from Yaba. Ruben, what do you think about our first story? Yeah, the first story, yeah. I think the, it is too much. Like, ah, losing a car in this Lagos. I think, I think it's too much, okay? A fine of... Is the Lagos State government not interested in making money? Actually, this is a, a very, very sweet way of making money. Put a, a fine of 10 to 20,000 naira. And then you go one way, you pay money, and, uh, and then if you, if you cannot pay money within a satisfied amount of time, then you can, the car cannot be profited, cannot be auctioned or profited in the federal government. Pay the fine and go. And in Lagos, they make money. Everybody go, everybody smiles. Why is there so much? Why must everything in Lagos they must be so, so hard on Lagosians? Why must you be so, too hard on Lagosians? Are we that, are we that bad? Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much for calling us, Ruben. Our final call. Hello? Hello? Thanks for calling. Okay, right. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. Good, good afternoon to you. What's your name? My name is Clement. Clement, what do you think about forfeiting your car for driving one way? I mean, that, that, that law lacks deep thinking. It's too extreme. It's harsh. It just lacks thinking. I mean, what's the point? Just increase penalties, maybe 10, 20,000, 40,000. Now, I want to ask, what happens to Lagos, uh, to government vehicles that drive one way? Are they going to do the same to them? Good question. Because they drive one way. Government uh, official, government uh, uh, convoys drive one way. Is the same law applicable to them? I mean, it just lacks deep thinking. It's too poor. Thanks for calling. We've got a tweet here from uh, Tosin Lawanson who says, A law is a law and there is no ignorance in law. The Lagos traffic law has stated that the penalty uh, is this for going against it. So let the law take its course. Mm, Tosin, thank you for sending your message in. We've got uh, Dolani Robert who says, Lagos State Government should please rescind the decision to auction cars of those who committed various traffic offences. Such action is unheard of in this modern day where huge fines or imprisonment are better options as practiced in civilized society. This auctioning of seized vehicles by Lagos State Government wasn't that the same thing that Mwike was doing in River State during the lockdown to violators of the curfew and a lot of people condemned it. Is in paying a heavy fine or jail term a deterrent? Why auction people's cars? Hmm. Alright Lagos I'll give you a chance to talk about uh, that story some more but let's move on to our second story the uk sanctions debate now for this story i feel like i have to start with some fact checking because there's a lot of uh, misrepresentation about what happened yesterday first of all the house of commons did not impose sanctions their resolution is non-binding meaning it has no legal power They're simply asking the government, the executive, led by the Prime Minister, to impose sanctions. It's still up to the Prime Minister to decide whether or not to take that advice. 
Secondly, these are not sanctions against Nigeria. These are sanctions against specific Nigerians. The parliament was talking about imposing what are called uh, uh, Magnitsky-style sanctions. So instead of old school sanctions that affect the economy, like banning imports and exports or restricting flights, Magnitsky uh, or Magnitsky sanctions target particular officials. So maybe they'll ban a particular minister from entering the UK or they'll freeze the UK based accounts of an army officer. The idea is for governments to make life difficult for officials who are guilty of corruption or human rights abuses or rigging elections. That's the first thing you need to know about what happened uh, in the House of Commons yesterday. So first of all, it's not legally binding. Second of all, they've not imposed any sanctions. Uh, Third of all, if they impose sanctions, it will not be against the country. It will be against individual players. Now, the UK Parliament is discussing all of this because of NSARS and the Lekki shooting. I suddenly have a British accent because I'm talking about the UK. (laughs) But anyways, after the shooting, British Nigerians signed a petition to their government there. Almost a quarter of a million signatures. And once a petition has enough signatures, the UK Parliament must address it. I love that. So that's what happened. And the MPs agreed with the petitioners. And so they are saying that they believe that uh, the NSARS protests were peaceful. And they believe that the army shot and killed peaceful protesters. And they believe that this was a crime against humanity. Now, they haven't named any Nigerian official that they want to target for sanctions yet. But they say that they're happy that uh, the judicial panels of inquiry are taking place. So that sounds like they're waiting to see what the outcomes of the panels are before taking more action. Now, of course, Nigerians disagree about this situation. Some people say the British should stay out of it and mind their business. And that this interference is an interference uh, in Nigerian sovereignty. Others, others have said, you know, the UK, just like any other country, has the right to decide who can enter its country and who can operate bank accounts there. After all, the central uh, bank here in Nigeria ordered some banks to freeze NSAR's protesters' accounts. Some analysts are even asking whether Nigerian government officials who have bank accounts in the UK are operating them legally and whether they declared them in their asset declarations. I wonder, is it interference for a country to say, we don't want these 10 people to enter our country and we're going to freeze their accounts in our country? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about the UK parliament discussing? They've not sanctioned yet. They're discussing putting sanctions on members of the Nigerian government and security agencies. So sanctions on specific people, not the entire country. Do you believe the UK is interfering? Do you think a country has the right to stop specific foreigners from visiting? 0700-993-993-993. Yes, you can talk about the impounded cars. You can also talk about the UK's uh, conversation yesterday. You've got one minute, 30 seconds to do that. Bayo and Egbeda, welcome to the show. Hello, Bayo, welcome. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, briefly, concerning the auctioning of the uh, vehicle, uh, to me, 
I'll still blame Lagos because, uh, you know, uh, for every action, there's always a reaction. Okay? Mm. I might be poor, I might not be poor. That's what the law says, okay? Because uh, now, if you deprive these people of their rights, some of them that are paying bills on this particular item that are functioning. I even wonder the kind of people that are going to buy that kind of fake because it's more or less like a blood money, I mean, a blood uh, vein uh, fake That is just the way it is, okay? Because some of these things that they are charging these people for, even some government officials, hmm. you know, they violated same rules and nothing happens. We have, um, what is it called? We have uh, VIPs in court and all that. They do all these kind of things. Fine, in as well as I won't be, I won't be too sentimental about lawlessness, okay? But at least the club made um, um, uh, what's it called? The, the the penalty to be a little bit fair, affordable to these people. I mean, nobody likes waste. Even just one thousand era or two thousand era. I mean, for 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 nothing sake. You know, that could have gone into a lot of things. Okay, so I mean, they could have made it a little bit affordable instead of functioning or probably doing it. And that you are auctioning, that does not mean that people will not be taken one way. Bio, thanks for calling me. Slim on Twitter says, driving against traffic is worth it. Yes, they, they should auction the vehicles of those who drive one way. And Mecca in transit, welcome. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Yeah, um, Sandra, thank you. I just wanted to say, the impounding of vehicles, hmm. and I think they, 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 I saw a list on Twitter of the vehicles that they plan to impound. That's, they've already impound. They've already auctioned. Or oh, they've already auctioned. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, there was no um, yellow bus. There or they was will no auction. Mm. You know, there were the buses and the taxis. They were not in that list. And these are the people that disobey most of the traffic laws all the time in Lagos State. So I think it's very funny for the um, what Lagos State is doing. That's a, a draconian law that is, is, is unacceptable in this time of recession you know, auctioning people's vehicles and all that. Like somebody said, government officials disobey the same law, um, buses disobey these laws, uh, taxi drivers disobey these laws, and none of them are in that list. None of them are in that list. So what are we talking about? Thank you. Thank you, America, for calling us. So the Lagos State Environmental and Special Offences Enforcement Unit uh, wishes to inform interested members of the public, especially owners of whose vehicles have been forfeited to the Lagos State Government, that all necessary arrangement has been concluded with a court order in accordance with the law for a a public auction of all underlisted vehicles which would hold at the agency's car park um, on Monday 23rd of November 2020. So it happened yesterday. And uh, there's a Ford uh, Edge, there's a Toyota Sienna, Toyota Highlander, Ford Bus, Highest Bus, Honda CRV, Toyota Sienna, uh, VW Bus, Toyota Sienna again, Suzuki Bus, Toyota Corolla, VW, two DV, uh, VW buses again, a Honda car, a T4 bus, a Golf, a VW bus, a Honda Camry Tricycle. Uh, Camry car and a Nissan. Hmm. We've got calls from Abednego. Hello, Abednego. Welcome. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yes, um, I want to speak on the UK Parliament issue. Yes, please. Go ahead. Um, first and foremost, it is a shame to us as a country. No this and no peace. And this is just that since we don't want to treat our matter in peace for inside house, make the people help us for outside. 
And I think I agree with the UK, more than 1 million percent, if there's anything like that right now. I mean, if they can sanction some of these people, maybe Gojinja wants to start to repair some of our things. Maybe Gojinja wants to understand, say, for every time something goes wrong, I can no longer run to the UK. I would even be glad if other countries will follow suit that want to start the same thing. Because it's a beautiful step on our part. We have gotten a lot of things wrong. That is why, for instance, someone can do something and then say, I'm moving to another country. I would even like it if their kids can be involved. I mean, not the ones that are coming out to do that video protest with us. Mm. The ones really say, they will tell them, say, see, your papa do this thing. So that you know, we'll talk to at least my kids are safe. They should also return back. I would like the idea. So okay. it's beautiful. Abednego, thanks for calling. Now, the reason I listed the um, brands of the cars that have been auctioned uh, was because of the previous caller who said that uh, buses were not auctioned. And uh, you have to understand that most of the buses on here uh, are probably the make and model of most Danfos. So most Danfo buses are Volkswagen, right? So um, these VW buses are most likely the property of you know commercial bus bus drivers there's also a bike here toyota corolla suzuki mini bus toyota corolla again a mazda bus there's another sienna there's a mini bus there's a honda accord there's a hyundai um elentra there's a there there's a lot of toyota siennas uh, there's an FR Nissan. There's an LT bus. So lots of buses here. So it's actually not um, accurate to say that uh, <clears throat> uh, the bus drivers did not have their own cars impounded and auctioned. So we've got a total of 44 vehicles here auctioned yesterday. Hmm. We'll take uh, one more call and then go to Facebook and also take a look at what's happening on Twitter. Our number is 0700-993-993-993. I have a message here from John in Ikeja GRA. John is responding to Lawanson and John says, yes, this is the law, but it's not enough to say the law is the law. We can ask whether the penalty stated in a law is fair and if it is unfair, we can ask the House of Assembly to amend it. We can lobby them like you taught us yesterday. Oh yes, we had a great conversation about lobbying yesterday, Lagos. If you missed it, you can actually catch it again. Uh, it's available on our website. Olumiwa, unfortunately, I have um, just 30 seconds for you. Is that good enough? It's it's enough. All right, go ahead. Sandra, I have have two questions to ask. Mm. When did they pass this law? One. Then why is it that any law that we are faced with, that they are calling ordinary citizens, they will easily pass it and and, and execute it? I have seen so many police that we collect or gather from people, and they be riding in on the same express they ban them. And no law that will persecute them. So why did they have muscle to make a law concerning the citizen and execute it immediately? I mean negative law, not positive law that will give us meter. No, but negative law. And they have energy to execute it immediately. 
All right, Lumiwa, thank you. Uh, we've got Danshala93 on Twitter who says, I think it is fair because there's nothing the Nigerian government is do about the army uh, personnel that killed peaceful protesters. They should all be sanctioned. The Lagos State government, the army personnel present that day and the police people involved as well. He's, uh, of course, um, talking about possible UK sanctions. He's answering whether he thinks that's fair or if he thinks that's interference. We'll take a look at our final story after the break. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't go away. This is The Big Three. The Big Three. On Hard Facts. On 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. It's 29 minutes uh, past three. And we've told you that the Lagos State Government auctioned off cars yesterday. Cars it seized from traffic violators. The cars were seized under the Lagos State Transpar- uh, Transport Re- uh, Sector Reform Law of 2018. If you are found guilty of driving one way, the court can penalize you by forfeiting your vehicle. And that's what happened uh, um, to 44 cases. And uh, those vehicles were auctioned off yesterday. So that's the answer Muiwa's question where he was wondering uh, when this law was passed. It was passed in 2018. For our second story, I told you that... Um the House of Commons had a conversation about uh, the NSARS protests yesterday and the Lekki shooting as well. Uh, British Nigerians signed a petition to their government in the UK, almost a quarter of a million uh, British Nigerians. And once a petition has enough signatures, the UK Parliament must address it. And that's what's happened. The MPs agreed with the petitioners. And so they're saying that they believe the NSARS protests were peaceful and they believe the army shot and killed peaceful protests and they believe that this was a crime against humanity. Now, they've not named any Nigerian official that they want to target for sanctions yet, but they're saying that they're happy that uh, the judicial panels of inquiry are taking place. So it sounds like they're waiting to see the outcomes of the of the, of the the panels to make their decision. Now, on to our final story. The Ministry of Information <clears throat> in Nigeria has officially written to CNN about their Lekki Tollgate report. We talked about CNN's report here on Hard Facts. They claimed that the army fired live bullets at peaceful protesters and that they had spoken to family members of some of the dead. Now, the ministry has written an official complaint about the story. Remember Lai Mohammed, the information minister, had already told the press that the story was full of falsehood. But CNN insisted that it was all facts. So the letter makes a lot of assertions. One of the biggest assertions on, the, on this letter that uh, the government, the Ministry of Information, sent to the CNN was that the BBC contradicts CNN. The letter says, the BBC correspondent at the toll gate, Damilola Banjo, said nobody was shot because the army shot into the air. Well, a couple of days ago, I asked Banjo about it on Twitter. Let me quote you what she tweeted at me. She said, quote, honestly, I would think I was clear in that interview. I was there a few minutes, maybe 30 max. And I said what I saw during that short period, end quote. 
And still on Twitter, someone else was talking about how nobody was shot at the toll gate because uh, Damilola Banjo said so. And here's what she said to that person, this uh, journalist with the BBC. She said, quote, this does not negate anything. I left the scene before soldiers started shooting at the protesters. I left the scene early. The incident took more than four hours. I was there for only 30 minutes. Y'all and the Nigerian army should not use my reporting to suit your evil narrative. End quote. Damilola Banjo there, BBC correspondent saying on Twitter. That's the BBC journalist saying, I did not say there was no shooting at all. I was only there for 30 minutes, so I can only speak for those 30 minutes. Now, as a journalist myself, <clears throat> I'm simply presenting to you the quotes from a source. This is the same source that the ministry is quoting in their letter as a witness to the fact that the army did not kill anybody. But she's saying that she was only there for 30 minutes and cannot speak for what happened in the remaining four hours or so. Meanwhile, the CNN is doubling down. They say that they're sticking to their story and they've even updated the report. Remember, we talked about the army admitting at the panel that some of their personnel brought live ammo to the toll gate. Well, now CNN is using that testimony in the new version of their report. They added the video. And they're claiming that it helps confirm their assertion that the army fired live rounds. Because remember, Lai Mohammed refuted the claim by saying that the army only fired blanks. CNN also aired um, this particular um, piece of work on their local stations in America. So previously they aired it on US on uh, CNN International and CNN International the local people don't uh, typically know what's going on there but now they add this piece of journalistic work uh, to their local audience in America. So what do you think about this whole scenario? What do you think about the the words of the BBC journalist, the one that the government continues to quote? She's saying that people are twisting her words and that she was only there for 30 minutes. So she cannot speak about what happened because she wasn't there. How do you see this? In the context of the Ministry of Information and the Army pointing to her report that nobody was killed at the toll gate. 0700-993-993-993. Yes, you can still talk to me about what you think about Lagos forfeiting vehicles of drivers who drive one way. What do you think about the law in Lagos that makes driving one way punishable by forfeiture of the vehicle? And what do you think about the UK Parliament discussing putting sanctions on members of the Nigerian government and security agencies? So sanctions on specific people, not the entire country. Do you believe the UK is interfering or do you uh, think they have a right to decide uh, which specific foreigners can visit their country or store money in their country. Now, like I said, at 45, we'll bring you fintech today. And so we need to be as quick as possible with our conversation. So one minute, 30 seconds for everybody. Michael in VI, one minute, 30 seconds. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Very well. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Okay. Let me go straight to it. I'm tying two stories together. Fantastic. I'm looking at the answer mm -hmm. as well as what is happening in the UK Parliament. Good. I'm a student of the Bible. There was a time Job felt that he was not given fair hearing. 
he took God and said to God, he took on God and said to God, is it because we are God? If only we have an umpire that can intercede or judge between you and I. Right. 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 So that is the same thing Nigerians are feeling. They have cried out to high heavens. Nobody is listening to them. That's why CNN is intervening. That's why they are going to the British Parliament. Because the almighty government is Alpha and Omega in Nigeria. Who do you go to? This is the reason they are shouting to high heavens. You don't think it's interference? You don't think we're a sovereign country? How dare they? It's not interference. How would you call it interference? Who else would the ordinary Nigeria go to? If, if... When this guy, Premium Times, did the report, mm. the government bothered to listen to or even re- respond. No. Why are they shouting about CNN? Because he's bringing bad reputation to the country. By all means, go ahead. All right, Michael. Thanks for calling. We've got Richard in Lecky. Richard, you've got one minute, 30 seconds. My president, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, uh, to me, I, I, I want to actually know how it pans out between uh, information ministry and uh, CNN. Because I said in the morning, I was I said I was actually look, looking forward to how it pans out. So I, 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 I wish uh, our information ministry good luck. Good, good, uh, <laughs> <laughs> good luck, huh? Good luck, good luck. Mm. Yes, yes. All right. I, I'm happy. I'm happy. They, they, they really, they actually wish to CNN. Let's see how it pans out. Richard says, Richard, thanks for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you, yes. sir? What's your name? I'm Rotimi from Idemon. Rotimi, you've got one minute, 30 seconds. You, you see, Sandra, the issue is that Nigerians love bad news about their country. CNN was not on ground in Lagos. BBC was on ground. And you see, the feed, the video, the doctored feed that CNN relied on was those posted on Instagram by the same one that the army used in their testimony? And the other, no. The the, the same one the army used in their testimony? Let me talk because you 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 won't permit an, an, uh, an opposing view. You don't normally That's actually inaccurate. Um, I've let you talk a number of times. What you want, what you want, what you want, Rotimi, what you want, Rotimi, is for you to air your view and me to not challenge it. Good afternoon. Come on, don't waste You want to be able to call me, say what you want to say, and not be questioned. I'm sorry. This is not the show where you do it. If you're going to call me and you're going to have very strong opinions, be ready to back it up. Be ready to say it with your chest and defend it. Don't call me and say things you can't back up and expect that Sandra will not press you. Sorry, I will press your neck. You will answer my questions. We've got uh, Mbosowo on the line. You've got one minute, 30 seconds. Welcome. Yeah, Sandra, how are you doing? Very well. Yeah, Sandra, what what I'm even saying is that um, the UK government, whatever so-called sanctions they want to place, Hmm. Is it not a travel ban or maybe freezing the account or property? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that why should the government even have a problem with that? If we had our own country, if they spent resources and time building a country instead of killing their people, all they needed to do was retaliate. Okay. They, need, they, they would have just retaliated and also freeze 
they their own accounts here. Okay. So prevent them from traveling to Nigeria. Okay. And so on. So technically, the UK, even the so-called sanction, as far as I'm concerned, should not even be a problem to the government if they have their own country. That is why you have to spend time building their, your own country because if any country does anything to you, all you need to do is also to retaliate. But when you don't have a country where other people want to travel to, or uh, you don't have similar scenarios in your own country, because all what you do is to, to, to oppress your people and leave nothing for other countries to desire, other countries can intimidate you and you don't have anything in return. All right, Mboso, well, thanks for calling. One minute, 30 seconds. That's what everybody gets. Rob Cosmos on Facebook says, um, the UK has a right to do what they're doing. They can even revoke naturalization and resident permits. It's their land and we should be ashamed that foreign countries are more concerned about our issue while Lagos state legislatures are making mockery of recent happening. Nigerian government uh, should be ashamed. Rob is in Austin, Texas, USA. Hmm, great to have you listening to the show. Michelle Musa says, Lagos State should not auction cars of traffic offenders because this could lead to another problem while trying to solve one problem, especially the cars that are for commercial. Uh, one could render, one could be rendered jobless if um, their cars are auctioned. And an idle mind is a devil workshop. But don't you think the fear of an auction vehicle will make people uh, reluctant to take one way? We've got uh, Emeka Mwoye who says, it's only in Nigeria you'll see such law. Everywhere in the world, traffic offense can only attract monetary fines. How come Lagos' own should be for feature? Meanwhile, they've not done anything concerning the tankers blocking everywhere. Jide Shofo... Shofolaha, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, says, In my opinion, in as much as we try to instill discipline, I strongly believe that the penalty is too harsh and too rash. I would rather a fine, a substantial of, uh, amount uh, as a fine, so that the culprits feel the offense, but not for feature. Um, do you know what those ca- cars will cost in minimum? Not less than a million naira, perhaps. So maybe the, f- so is the fine one million naira? Haba. Hmm. We'll take another thought on on WhatsApp here, actually on Facebook now. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. It's like Nigeria info is no longer... Well, I'm on Facebook and see, instead of your comment to be about the subject matter, the comment is about us not being interested in Facebook. See alive, see alive, see alive. <laughs> I've got Tunji Andrews uh, in the studio with me. Tunji, good to see you again. Welcome. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, City of Lagos. Okay, so I don't even know what mic is that supposed to be. So that uh-huh. good afternoon, City of Lagos. Nobody heard it. Okay, so I'll say it again. Good <laughs> afternoon, City of Lagos. How are you doing? <laughs> All right, so it's time for FinTech today. And uh, one of your topics today is Carbon Becoming a Microfinance Bank. Everybody's stepping up. I know, man. Mm. I thought these apps were coming to disrupt banking. How come they're now becoming banks, Tunji? Well... If you look at the, mar- the the marketplace and you see the power that the banks have, the banks are still very powerful. Right. As a matter of fact, it almost feels like the banks are allowing all of us play. Mm. All of they, us. I like how you say all of us. Uh, we have transited. Okay. Um, in Jesus' name. And <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, if, if we all believe and uh, we know that if the banks decide mm. to say no more, 
we know that we will, we will shout. We will probably go and stand in front of us. We will not agree. Yeah. But yes, they will cause trouble. So okay. yeah, they're still very big. So this is, I think the, the path is to try and play to to look like them. So we maybe we might attract the kind of money they, they're attracting. Mm-hmm. Tunji Andrews here bringing you FinTech today. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. Don't go away.